Hello. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And by the time this goes out, Happy New Year. And welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam, and joining me on tonight's episode is... Dom. Dan. And Tom. I actually didn't really think of uh, <laughs> to go after that. And uh, uh, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. That was we still haven't got a clue what we're doing. We'll, uh, we'll catch up um, next week. So it's going to be our last episode of the year. Obviously, they haven't been quite as frequent as they were last year. Um, probably a product of uh, just, again, another year where things haven't really been that frequent. There's not been too much going on for all the obvious reasons. Um, but we thought we would have a little retrospective uh, chat about our year, probably pull out a few highlights across the across the calendar, um, and uh, have a general end-of-year chat and uh, keep everything going into the next year. So actually, the f- one of the first things we've... Uh, has been an ongoing point of discussion in our group chat uh, in, at UCAR HQ has been Dan's ongoing inability to get another flying job. Yeah, boy. Um, but... There's there's certainly movement on that. Certainly with Flybe, there's been stuff going on this year. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, it, it's it's not a secret anymore that Flybe have an aircraft. They've got a new paint scheme, which is oh, is it just the one? Um, just one aircraft actually. Oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So at the moment, they've just got the one aircraft, um, Charlie X-ray for the number crunchers. Um, well, no, those are letters. Oh. <sighs> Oh, I've been rumbled. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so they've got one aircraft at the moment. Um, not in service yet. They're just doing a bunch of uh, training flights, a uh, bit, of, bit of currency. Um, a lot of it is stipulated by the CAA. I'll not go into the whys and wherefores because it's not that interesting. But, yeah, no. Um, well, well, actually, I'm, registrations I'm quite are. interested to know, actually. Hmm? Registrations are. Well, no, I, I'd be quite interested to know what, what why they can't just because it's only been what a, less than two years. So why can't they just pick up where they where? Um, because this left off. So um, this is a brand new airline. It's been reported that this is it's taken the same name as Flybe, but it is a, essentially a startup. Um, okay. It's it, the, the the only as I say the only similarity is the aircraft that they use and the name. It is starting from a fresh, which is really exciting. Um, so fingers crossed, um, it, it you know it leads to me hopefully getting a job back again. <laughs> Hope, um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's the the job market as a whole is is definitely starting to pick up. Um, you've got not so much the big airlines at the moment. You know, there's a yeah. they recruit a few here, a few there. There's no sort of mass recruitment at the moment. I think the biggest one is um, British Airways at Gatwick are recruiting at the moment on the Airbus A320 fleet. Um, but yeah, I mean, hope. I mean, <laughs> I said this this time last year. I said, "Well, next year it's going to be, you know, we'll be back to normal." And well, famous last words. Jesus mm. Christ! Look what happened. Um, I mean, Omicron's put a bit of a spanner in the works. Um, we'll see how long that sort of drags on for but yeah no 2022 should hopefully see um things sort of go back to normal whatever the hell normal is now um airports are operating a lot but i mean you go to an airport you go down to Heathrow, you can even watch it on fly radar airports are a lot lot busier than what they once were and uh, like a key indicator is 
you've got airlines announcing the seasonal flights again. So, like, for instance, in Edinburgh, all the American flights are starting again in summer. So th- that didn't particularly happen this year. Or mm-hmm. if, if they did, there were one or two that got suspended. So, yeah, fingers crossed, moving in the right direction, fingers crossed I'll be flying again. But, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, if there's anyone listening to this who works in recruitment, um, <laughs> please give me a job. <laughs> I will, uh, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll post a link to Dan's CV in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Got to, do, got to do that, Griff. What's the. Um, is this. Call it Flyby Mark II, whatever. Um, is that going to be picking up a similar sort of market as what Flyby used to have? Lots of regional stuff. Um, I, I'm assuming so. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know that much. Um, I know. I can't, I can't imagine. Given that they're, they're rebranding the exact same name virtually the same livery as before or similar mm. colours I can't imagine they're going to end, do anything other than try and capture the same market yeah uh, I mean the Dash 8 was so well suited to the to regional flying <laughs> I was going to say I want to see a Dash 8 do like cross channel <laughs> stuff no not even cross just across, across Atlantic you know I want to get on a Dash 8 and fly to really eking out those last fumes as it, <laughs> yeah. as it pulls yeah. into yeah. I want yeah, the so last you... two hours of my flight to be a glide <laughs> can't do direct to new york it's it's new york via reykjavik goose bay gander and yeah new york like uh, the good old days yeah yeah exactly like, I say, like the good old days when you men were men bring back <laughs> dc7s uh, <laughs> um yeah no so it'll be it'll be regional stuff again route wise i don't know yet i don't think anybody particularly knows um i mean i'm biased the dash 8 was a great aircraft i mean we mm. were the only turboprop operator into heathrow um, solely because it was it was fast, you, it could keep up with the jets. I mean, everything's speed restricted, but it could do the speed of what the jets could. Um, and Heathrow loved us. We, I think, at one point, we we're in the top three airlines in terms of punctuality and hitting speed targets. Oh wow! Um, okay. So yeah. big up Flybe. Um, but um, so, does any of the Flybe infrastructure, presumably, like I don't know, they, they sold it all off or during the administration process, but say. You were saying off, off air <laughs> that there's no simula- there's no <laughs> dash eight simulators left in the UK, right? Does it, is there any other existing Flyby like infrastructure that Flyby Mark II call it or whatever can can use easily? Can they just jump straight into Exeter and start using that as a hub again? Um, so interestingly, uh, the Exeter uh, buildings, the premises. Um, so the hangar is now used by. Oh, um, the the name escapes me. It's been bought by another engineering company, so that building was leased. Um, and then the training school has been bought by Exeter College, which they now have a Jetstream 32 parked outside, I think, mm. that's used as an instructional airframe, which is quite cool. Um, a real twin turbo. <sighs> Dangerous. Um, <laughs> it won't. It, the new airline won't be based in Exeter. Um, it, it, I think it's well. It, it's going to be Birmingham. I think. Ian, I think. Dom, maybe you should get a job with them just to what? what just to wind Dan up. <laughs> what Dom? <laughs> <laughs> just to take Dan's job for him. 
don't don't get a job in recruitment and then just find Dan's CV and shit on him. Dan will get a rejection. He'll be like, I haven't even applied yet. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> just don't even think about it. You, you wanted to work as cabin crew? Denied. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we'll wait and see. I mean, Rosie Futures, hopefully. Um, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, sure. There's going to be a huge boom, I, so the forecasts say. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, everyone wants to go on holiday woo, and self-isolate for a little while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, fingers crossed. Um, mm. sh- should be good next year. Poor Wonderland models. I know. It'll, have a, it'll always have a special place in my heart. <laughs> I, oh no uh, so I was at work a couple of days ago and I got oh, I got confused between an illusion uh, an ill 96 and an ill 86 that is actually despicable yeah, Dan yeah. so so how do we how do we I'm embarrassed him? for is you a guillotine or cross or what do we do here uh, well what's, um, what's it's just exile to superior trebuchet Stink. isn't it trebuchet <laughs> <laughs> Chuck me off of Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you mistake some illusions? Oh crap! What that is pretty shocking. Uh, yeah. So to be fair, it's been it's been good fun working it, especially over Christmas time. Because everyone's like, "Ooh, uh, I, I want this Airfix kit, but I'm not sure if the Airfix Concorde is very good, and I can just wax lyrical about planes, which is very fun." <laughs> yeah, but, but can you wax lyrical about the kits, which is what they're asking? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you, do, you, do, you, do you get people come in that are just looking for you like you know you're very standard I imagine epic Spitfire and you're like no 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 you, you, you don't want that you want that only losers have that only, <laughs> only that's the most that's the most vanilla of vanilla options here here's a here's a I don't know Vietnamese P47 this is what you, this is what you want yeah 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 um, I I actually so kind of because I got described at work it, we we had a game at work which is describing each colleague in one word and I got described as verbose and I would so agree with that yeah I have an air of verboseness about me oh verbose um, apparently yeah. I'm very so particularly when there's tourists in that don't really know what they're looking for I have a very um, good ability of, of describing something in as many words as possible but what they're looking for is yeah. do I want acrylic or enamel paint and I just sort of stand there for yeah five ten minutes and talk on many many tangents um how was everyone's christmas jolly merry boozy drunk drunk i I just sat there for six hours and got gout yeah (laughs) that's the dream just consumed wine and cheese (laughs) all right jeremy clarkson any uh (laughs) any aviation prezies do you know what? I got absolutely the square root of naffle in terms of aviation gifts. Well, it doesn't sound Not too ungrateful. I, I love my presents. Thanks, thanks, fam. I really like the socks and the coffee maker. You got a coffee maker? Yeah, I got a Tassibo. Do you drink coffee? Yeah, I do now. That's what Fly- <laughs> Flyby did that to me. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pierced the veil, never going back. <laughs> I um I didn't get any aviation presents for Christmas, and my family said, and it, it, like it kind of dawned on me, they were like, "Well, you seem like the type of guy that if we got you something, you'd either already have it, or it would be too 
not not too vanilla, too generic, but they'd like they go to Waterstones and get me like a book on Spitfire. Mm, yeah, exactly. Spitfires. Whereas, you know, give me some book about Omani Jags and I'd be in it. So, but for my birthday, which is very close to Christmas, my family banded together. I got one present, and it was a um, it's a helicopter flying lesson, which I'm very excited. Oh wow! Get you. Which is which is tops. So um, that is very cool. Down, down at the local. So once the weather improves a little bit, I am going to uh, go and fly in a Robinson. That is oh. awesome. Learn how terrible it is. Yeah. It's going to be very funny when Tom ends up getting a. A actual flying job before Dan does. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is now the display pilot for historic helicopters on the West. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's actually your dream, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, would, well, you, yeah. would you? Yeah, historic helicopters, or do you think you, you maybe want to get involved with like the Army historic flight or something like that? Um, I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't feel like I. This. Why am I even treating that as a serious question? As a serious question, I wouldn't feel like I belong. You know, because I'm not in the army. And I feel like there's lots I suppose. of army in yeah. oh, I feel yeah. like I'd have to pass some sort of initiation. Yeah, they'd ask you to go and get the um, the spirit level bubbles to the top for of the, the tanks. Yeah, yeah, some some yeah. some yeah, yeah. tarp plane, the tarp plane, long way, yeah. skyhooks, long way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. skyhooks. Um, not that historic helicopters wouldn't do that, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so helicopter lesson. I'm uh, very excited to learn how to um, how awful Robinsons really are, or not. The guy was like, most people just want to fly over their house. I was like, no, get me hovering. I want to hover. I want to, like... like <laughs> the guy was like, all right. I want to loop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom, if you, if you don't pull off the perfect auto-rotation landing, you're a piece of shit. I was reading a, I was reading a Husker article about the, wor- the worst helicopters, because it's exactly my jam, and yeah. um, the R-22 <laughs> is, is very much one of them. Is it? And um, w- one of the reasons is that it's actually a really difficult training helicopter. It's just mm. cheap, which is why mm-hmm. it's so common. Um, but the rotors have so little inertia that on the bigger, heavy helicopters with the big rotors, for engine failure or something, they've got a couple of seconds to dump the collective to get into an auto-rotation. With the Robinson, you've got about... 0.5 of a second. You kind of need to know that your engine's going to fail for you to carry out any successful auto rotation. Otherwise, you've lost the speed, you've lost the inertia, <laughs> and then you just hit the ground like a brick. What so, piece of um, trash. yeah, root. Enjoy um, that. No, I can't wait. I know, well oh, excited awesome. to hit the ground like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> just let what I say, we'll come and photograph it. <laughs> um, other than that, no, no present. I ordered myself a book, though. I ordered myself a Lynx sure. uh, book. Yeah, it turns out the last, um, one of the last. Times Lynx did an anti-tank, a successful anti-tank mission. It was in like 2004. I was like, wow. I thought it'd be like when in Iraq. the 80s. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I've, I've ordered a, I've ordered a book from the, from the author that, um, that blinked the tank. Niche. Wait, it's what? Sorry. Yeah. I've ordered a book from the author that blinked the tank. Plinked. Oh, I thought you said it blinked yeah. or something. That was. What's the name of the book? Did blink. Um. Yeah. There's not many copies left, um, or any now. I might have put, I might have the last one. Wow. Ian, add in some elevator hold music or something. Armed action, my war in the skies with 847 Naval Air Squadron by James Newton, DFC. Is it a long book? And I think it's... Huh? Oh, I suppose you haven't got it yet, so... No, on its way. Okay. Was a, it was a little indulgent, so I found it for like a fiver on Amazon. Oh, fair so, enough. Um, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Definitely. I think it's like the. I think it's 2004, so it's probably like a year or two before the Apaches were 
operational. So, mm. yeah, which also seems like yesterday to me. I don't even remember it. I don't think I was even into planes back then. Well, I was, but not, 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 not to the extent that I was paying attention to things becoming operational. No, no. Dom, I got a Lego aeroplane. That's it. Nice. Yeah, Rockstar. everybody loves Lego. Oh, mate, I love Lego. Well, the question is, which plane? Uh, hold on a second. It's not a massive one. Or is it? Is it like like a like you know when like a five year old does it and it's like it's a plane and you're like oh, it's open to interpretation. No, it's Lego Technic. Oh, oh uh, wow! All right, big spender. Oh, I don't diss my parents. I can't really, can't really make it out. Is it a zero? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's a plane. That looks like a one ninety to me. Oh no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, that's an extra. It's something like that. It's, it's, it's actually an S pack. It's actually an Extreme XA forty one. Yeah, so that's, that's it. Cool. I never, I never really get any aviation presents. Mm. Oh, actually, I, sort of similar thing to Tom. I did actually get one for my birthday, which um, my parents got me. Which is um, they got me about your birthday, Dan. Fly me lessons. <laughs> How to be a pilot. Um, Twenty minutes in a dash eight. <laughs> dash eight for dummies. That'd be why. <laughs> that would That's be pretty really... cool, actually. Um, so they got me um, from the Vulcan to the Sky Trust. They're doing something called Operation Safeguard, which, by the looks of it, they're they're trying to get um, XH five five eight, which, as everybody knows, is sat outside at Doncaster, um, into a under a roof into a museum, um, and I think they're just trying to raise funds to build the actual building at the moment. Um, mm. But as part of as part of that, you can have your name on the on a little plaque which is on the wingtip of a, a Vulcan. And my parents got ah. that for mm. for my birthday, cute. which was cool. And you mm. get a little like a little matchstick box of rivets from XH five five eight, which cool. is yeah, it was it was quite cool. You get a certificate which I've not framed or put anywhere. So chop, chop. Um, <laughs> I know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know when when the hangar is meant to be built or what's going in it, whether it's just the Vulcan and... Do they still have the Canberra? Do they? Uh, we could probably do a podcast on the Vulcan until the cows come home. Yeah. Well, I, I still remember it was like the Etna project or something. What was... No, was it the Etna project? Etna rings which a bell. Was like the, which, is, which is the, the glass hanger yeah. and Vulcan would go inside it. And mm. then, um, but obviously it's moved on a bunch since then. Mm. It's yeah. good, well, I mean, it's good that there's some sort of plan. You know, the sooner it can get under the cover, the better. But it's been yeah. six years. Six years in. Was it six years? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. That feels like a long time. I know. We're, we're rapidly approaching the point where it will have been retired for as long as it was flying. Well, the, the problem is, it, it retired, and then despite all the noise, for obvious reasons, we've all forgotten about it because nothing's happened. Mm, I mean, yeah. because it's it retired and was grounded so obviously nothing's that's the point nothing's going to happen but it just sort of it, overnight you know yeah, it's kind of amazing how quickly it did fizzle out yeah Propor- proportionate to the significant amounts of attention mm. that it got yeah time. I think that might just be to the airframe itself because I see still see a lot or I'm starting to see a lot more from the south end Vulcan 
Mm. I'm seeing a lot more from that than I am from 558. Oh, really? Mm. The difference with... So I actually follow... This is... Um, they're quite interesting, actually. South, Ham, South End Air Traffic Control have a Facebook page. Um, and they they love it when the Vulcan... You know, you think some airports find it a bit of a... Of, Bit of a niggling issue, you know, got this big noisy airplane that just runs up and down the runway. But they love it. Like they always film the, the beauty with the South End one is they do fast taxi it, whereas I think XH five five eight just does static ones. At, well I imagine the, the difference between an actual airport and a well you know, not to dismiss South End, but much less of an active airport and um I'm assuming it is. Yeah, South End yeah, I've flown into South End. Yeah, but what with Flyby? Yeah, did a divert there. Oh, all right. Well, ignore what I'm saying then. Um, but I would Always. assume it brings in some money for the airport. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, South End. Yeah, it's a proper, fully fledged airport. Um, Jota Aviation's based there. Um, Ryanair used to have a base there, and EasyJet, etc. Um, I'm not going to bore you all to death. Well, it's one of those things when I'm looking for flights on Skyscanner, I just untick London South End because. No, because that's in London. Well, it's just no chance of my getting transport out to fucking South End, you know. No offence to anyone from London South End who's listening to this podcast, but don't be so far these, away. These are big, there's a big problem with some smaller airports, and then they, but they're like London Oxford. Far, far, yeah, London Oxford. Like, come on. Or like, um, like how so Cardiff? Everyone in Cardiff just flies from Bristol. Yeah. Um, because a, yeah. it's easy just have the b. Trying to get from Cardiff to Cardiff Airport, it's just dog shit. It's just the worst. It's so the infrastructure is awful, um, and yet Bristol's like zoop. It's yeah. You know, it's the other side. Of the well, I mean, when I street, when so. I was living in Exeter, I flew from Bristol more than I flew from Exeter. Yeah. Well. In fact, I think the only time I was ever meant to fly from Exeter, I was actually going up. I was going up to Edinburgh, and I can't remember why. I think I was going to see a friend, not Dan. This was before Dan. I knew probably before I knew Dan, um, and it was cancelled because of storms. So I don't think I ever actually flew from Exeter. Um, but yeah, Bristol was it again. You know, an hour on the train or bus or whatever. So it's um, just going back to the, the Vulcan and, and talking about how quickly it sort of faded out of not not faded out of public consciousness, but just proportionate to the, the crowds it drew. It just shows that. For all these restoration projects, the moment you can get something airworthy, mm. safely, of course, do it because the, you know there's no, there's nothing that replaces just flying an aircraft mm. at air shows. It's like um, Navy Wings now; they've just taken delivery of the of that the gorgeous now former Kennet um, yes Sea Fire <sighs> that has been obviously absolutely which is great news, anonymous right? which is tops since about what 2015. Yeah, yeah. 20, 2015, it flew at Riyadh and a couple of other places, um, and then it's just had a lot of work done since then. Mm. Um, I think it, I think it came close in like 2018, and it did one or two flights. So it was down for Fly Navy, so. I think, if I remember correctly, as in on the list, yeah. and then it wasn't yeah. because it wasn't done. Yeah, I think it, think it, um, it screwed over. But um, yeah, great acquisition. But obviously, they had nothing. Well, I say they had nothing. They've got the swordfish. They've got. Um, uh, that T6 and they got a chipmunk and a bunch of other stuff but something like a Seafire is that's going to be that's going to do it a hell of a lot for them and yeah. absent absent any Sea Fury mm. that's a great acquisition which is top news yeah I'm really looking forward yeah. to seeing that again 
Well, we've had this discussion many times, haven't we, about you know using something like that to to be an income generator to then pass on to other projects to get other stuff in the air mm. to then yeah hundred percent generate more income and so forth. So yeah, fingers crossed. They're still fairly confident they're going to get the Sea Vixen back up, aren't they? I, 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 think, uh, I, think I wasn't sure it. about that. What was the latest news on that? Oh, I don't know. The, the narrative I remember, unless I, I'm out of date, I haven't really checked in, is that um, after that belly landing, the, the airframe itself was quite bent, and that required a substantial amount of work. What they, it was like 11 million or something mm. crazy that they asked for, which someone like, you know, Elon Musk could just fart out. And it I was, I was thinking air, exactly you know? the Maybe same thing. Maybe we just need to work last... on these billionaires or something. Yeah, for, 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 since we started talking about this, like, there are so many. There's so much money in the world, and there are so many rich people for whom there are there are so many people for whom 11 million is not even a, a lot of money. That's mm. just hand towels for them. They make that in a what? day or a week or whatever. Um, and yet it's so well, hard well, for these Richard, projects. And I know it, it's easy. Richard for Richard Branson did a did a bunch for Sally B, didn't he? Um, did he? What 2004, 2005? Yeah, Richard Branson was was I uh, was sort of slightly before my time. Someone mm. I'm sure will correct me, but I'm sure Richard Branson. Had a significant involvement in Sally B, either saving it or, or keeping it airworthy at a crucial time. Um, wow! So yeah, fair play to him. That's yeah. why whenever you see any sort of uh, projects come up, it's always oh, have you asked Richard Branson? Because he did something like that, and it's just oh, everything. Right, okay. I'm surprised there aren't more of that. Well, there was no, there was branding. a few out there. What was it? Um, yeah, was it said? Just, just 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 finance it and get them to write your name on the wings. Yeah, so like Jack Hayward, he was involved with five five eight a lot, wouldn't yes. he? He put a lot of money yeah, towards was, yeah. that. Yeah. Frankly, it's the only ethical thing a millionaire could do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what about the climate, Sam? What about the environment? I agree. I mean, okay, if we if we're doing this now as a climate action podcast, then. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, mean, I think we we've spoken a lot about the sort of. For want of a better word, hypocrisies of being one of these, you know, an aviation enthusiast who is also concerned about climate change and being very you know, pacifist and all that sort of stuff. And the it's impossible of, to reconcile. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's an odd feeling. You just can't do it. You just have to just be like, well, I like it. In the same way that I know that, you know, having a curry or a Chinese, I know that I'm, it's just going to be bullshit for my health. But <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. So. Yeah, fair enough. But, um, yeah, you're right. I was reading, um, speaking of Lynxes earlier, I was reading a, a current book on the Lynx and the, um, in the Falklands. And actually, every comment where it says they, because they, the Lynx, they, they've done a lot, right? And everyone sort of forgets them because the argument is that they're small ship helicopters, they're, what, they're individual things based on a ship. So all their exploits just stay with that five man crew, right? They don't talk about it. Whereas on a carrier, it's like, oh, all the gossip and that's, mm-hmm. that's where all the press are, right? So these all these links guys are talking about how they've like you know fired off a bunch of stuff you know like almost destroying the Iraqi Navy in the Gulf War and all this stuff and um, every single every single excerpt says I don't know if people were killed or thankfully um, we disabled the ship but thankfully we didn't sink it or like it, it, every single one they basically say I'm really glad that the offensive stuff that we did do didn't result in casualties in events where it didn't result in casualties there was that you know that in the Fleet Air Arm Museum there's that wind scream with a big bullet hole in it and it's like if the pilot wasn't turning left you know um 
That pilot was written a letter by the Argentinian guy who was captain of the boat that was firing the machine gun at him, who is now an Argentinian judge. And they're like, they're, they're talking about golf and they're well excited and they're really happy. And the crew is, is super keen to, to, to contact him, even though he nearly got like a bullet in the brain from that guy. Um, so Soldiers are funny people. Maybe though, that's a, mm. yeah, maybe, but the, yeah, there's obviously a mutual respect, but in every account, I, I, almost every account I read where there is a situation where collateral damage <coughs> or casualties are reduced, but you know, they, they disable something or whatever, do their job basically without killing people. The crews are always grateful to do that, so maybe it's slightly easier to reconcile than... I mean, our armed forces aren't just a bunch of murdering psychopaths, are they? Really. They're there to do... They, obviously, they, you know, they, they probably reconcile it themselves as they're there to do a job, but they yeah. prefer to have done said job without, um, yeah. without causing harm. Which is why it's awesome that the RAF shot down that drone, and it's like, yeah, we don't need to feel bad. It's just air to air kill. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone talks about the the psychological stuff that drone pilots go through. No one ever thinks about it from the other end, do they? The people who have to shoot down the drone and not have to worry about anything. <laughs> yeah, it's did, did they that ever? Drone? Awesome. Did did they ever decide if they're going to put a kill mark on the typhoon? For that, well, they're not, that, no, they're not be putting any see. others on it, are they? So. <laughs> well, they don't well, put anything. Yeah. They don't, they don't put any mission markings on them, do they? Uh, I thought uh, I thought they did with and hornets with good, it's like black sides of yeah. of mission marks. I thought during point, I? I thought during Libya they did put mission marks on them, <clears throat> but that was Libya and that was ten years ago. Yeah, maybe maybe there are, I can remember some tornadoes with some payboy marks on the cockpit, but again, or some storm shadow marks. But I can't think of any typhoons. I've seen with no, any mission markings. No. But then they have all oh. markings on them now anyway, so... Well, yeah. But that that's yeah. probably a part well, no, of it. Well, no, they're coming back a little bit, but, well, yeah, maybe it's, yeah, esprit de corps can, can mm. get dropped according to Aria. Yeah, God, God forbid you, you get in an airframe that doesn't have your mission mark on it. You'd be so demoralised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm sitting in Jeff's jet. Oh. <laughs> what am I going to do? No. <laughs> Listen to us, people never, ne- never served a day this. in the Air Force laughing about. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. Um, Very much armchair, armchair warriors, keyboard warriors, armchair critics, whatever the fuck they call it. How do people think their 2021s went? Cert- certainly aviation. I mean, let's not get into... Bogged down in personal matters. <laughs> well, if you must know, mostly because I don't give a shit. How, but... how long have you got? Where's your, where's your big long couch? <laughs> well, I'll start. I mean, mine was fairly quiet. Yeah. I think. I attended two shows, Midland Airfest, where actually I just went as a punter. I didn't take my camera. Mm-hmm. I took my partner to her first air show, and I just sat there and I just enjoyed being at an air show again. That was really cool. Uh, and then I went to Cosby with met Tom, a couple of the UCAR guys. Spent the day there and the evening. Uh, they did their night shoot, and I did the Abingdon night shoot. And I think that's it for my year. Two night shoots mm. and two shows. Did you no spotting or anything? I'm not really a spy. I don't think. Other than when, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the wrong wow. place. Dom's actually too cool for spotting. <laughs> yeah. Do, um... I think because it's, I think it's just a bit of a, too much of an effort. Because usually I really, I don't really get days off during the week to go and do it. It's just. Mm. 
when I do get it, days off in the week, I've, there's always other stuff to do instead. Yeah. So I don't really tend to get out. I think the last time I actually went spotting was when I met Tom down at Fairford for the B52s in August of 2020. August Bank yeah, Holiday weekend. Sure, I think that's yeah. the last time I went. What did um, did your other half enjoy? Did she enjoy the show? Yeah, she went there with an open mind. Um, <laughs> she enjoyed it. She always talks to me about going to another one next year. It's just, so, yeah. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. But I think air shows will always be sort of my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how she. I don't know how she'd react. You know, spending. You know, God knows how many hours at Riyadh, plus a two-hour drive there and back. I don't think that'd be mm. her cup of tea. But the smaller events definitely. We'll go to a couple. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we've got another one in, lads. Another plane spotter on the cards. <laughs> nice. So um, my year. Again, Jesus, two years on the trot now. I've not done an air sh- My last air show was Melon 2019. That's mad. Um, yeah, I haven't done anything since. Well, well, I suppose I you're mean, up in Edinburgh. It's... Well, like like we did in the podcast with um, Gordon many, many moons ago. Was it last year, I think? Mm. The, ge- the geographical issue of being up in Edinburgh, there's nothing close to me. I mean, the closest one was probably, what, Cosby mm-hmm. or... Or, or the Midland Air Festival, and that's still Jeez, that's pretty sad, a five and a half, six-hour drive yeah. from from where I am without a stop. So, no, I I filled my time with spotting. Um, I actually you've had, done a lot of spotting, and you've done it, and you've done some good spotting. Yeah, yeah. So I've I'll be honest, I've been lucky. So I mean, we talked, we spoke about it on one of our podcast episodes earlier in the year when Sam and I went to press. We can saw oh, an A4 Skyhawk. Um, <sighs> I know Sam's already seen one, and it wasn't even wasn't Some even chew, really a military one. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> um, actually, I did uh, no. So I did Presswick twice. Um, to be honest, it really picked up sort of after summer. Um, the only sort of wandering summer that where it was very good was when Sam and I went to Germany, which I'm sure he'll mention a bit when he's talking, but. Oh my god! European museums are so cool. They are. Um, if I genuinely, if I was to recommend two museums to go to in Europe, do Sinsheim and Speyer. They are. Uh, yeah, they're about twenty both about twenty kilometers from each other. Yeah, they're, they're sister sister museums. They're both owned um, by the same people. Um, we got a joint ticket, so our entry covered both museums, um, and even if you're not interested in planes i mean i'm a well, Sam well they're, they're technology museums or, yeah, or, um, or vehicle museums so the, the thing that struck me with spay which was the first one that we did on the when we went there without going on for too long is we don't really have technical museums in the uk i mean we've got science museums and we've got Manchester. Like, well, apart from Manchester, which I've never actually been to, but other than that, you know, it's not really the. It's either an aviation museum or a car museum, mm. or whereas Speyer was incredible. It was like you walked in and there was planes and fire engines and cars and mad fucking merry-go-round that was blasting out music. But it was, in terms of just something totally different, it was incredible. I mean. The way they actually exhibited the aircraft 
and the one that will stick with me was what they did with the 747. So at Spare, they have a 747 200. 200. Yeah. Um, and it must be a good, what, 60 to 80 foot in the air on stilts. I mean, this this is a jumbo probably, jet that is... I've got the book in front of me, actually. I'll probably tell you. Oh, nice. Um, but, I mean, this the, the 747 is above all the buildings. And you go up a spiral staircase... But at both museums, they have these um, central aircraft mounted on on huge poles, and you can see them from miles away. It's actually mm. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like well, well, we at um... Sinsheim, which is is you people will absolutely know from it's got the Concorde and the two one four four mounted on poles uh, in mm. tandem, and you could literally sort of as you're driving along the autobahn and you go over the crest of a hill and you can see the town and you can just see both planes and they stand it's incredible out. it is it is yeah. remarkable and the the way they're mounted as well i mean again as, as sam's just alluded to there's lots of pictures but because they're mounted both sort of at a very high angle it's not it just looks so much more impressive when yes yeah, so the, sa- the the 747 yeah, is, is mounted 20 meters above the ground yeah, so you know they're not messing around. It it, it 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 can't be overstated how ridiculous and extraordinary it looks when you're in the museum and everywhere you are, and you're looking around and you just look up and, and everywhere you are, you just look up and there's a seven four seven. It's 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 remark. It is remarkable. Both of them that, are remarkable museums, and they love stilts. I mean, like there's an An twenty two there that was on stilts. Yeah, they absolutely oh, love it. It works so well, though, because you can properly walk right underneath them and you get a real sense of the size of these planes when they're when they're mounted up like that. That's it the actually thing. Is, it works. And most of them you can go... You know, the 747 is 20 metres up in the air and you can go up the stairs to go inside it and you can walk up and down the length of the aircraft from the tip to the tail. The, the rear end of it is, um, is all stripped out so you can see the fuselage skin and all of that. You could walk out onto the wing... Which was mad. <laughs> and we were at the end of the wing and we were jumping up and down and the wing was flexing up and down as we were jumping. What what we've not mentioned is we actually broke it. No, I'm joking. Yeah, it actually snapped <laughs> off. It was really awkward. So, so, so we're so actually ha- dead. Cracks <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, Ship out a bunch of Seattle engineers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the same with the, with the Concorde and the 2144. You can go up... Yeah up these stairs and, and go up and down both of them it's it's, it's remarkable they're incredible places and they've all got like as dan said loads of cars loads of other aircraft all mounted in bizarre positions and you mm. know it's Sinsheim has an ill 18 which is a big slide coming out of in the middle of a playground you know yeah it's 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 very very cool and i mean some really interesting stuff there yeah uh speyer or speyer has uh the a, a buran not not one that not the one that went into space. It was an atmospheric the sort of the, the Soviet equivalent of the USS Enterprise or the, sorry, not the USS the, the Enterprise space shuttle, which was the one that was just used in the atmosphere for the aerodynamic tests. And it's the Soviet equivalent of that, the, the their equivalent Buran equivalent. Still a Buran. Stuff like that. Still it, a, still yeah. a Buran. Yeah. I mean we were we, we walked into the into the hall and it it's jaw dropping seeing mm. this. I've never seen a space shuttle. This is my first ever time seeing anything quite like it, and it is. And and you can go in it as well. Not in my first time uh, seeing a Buran. Oh, 
I actually do really want to go out to, uh, to Baikonur. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, you got to pay every time Sam, every time Sam WhatsApps me. <laughs> um, I mean, also not discounting, we did actually do a third museum, which was the first one we went to, which was Flagausalum P Junior, uh, which was again a very, very good museum. Yeah, um, lots of, I mean, sort of more. I'm going to use inverted commas here, Bogo aircraft. But, I mean, they had a VC-10 there, which was mm-hmm. bizarre. Like, lots and lots of Soviet aircraft, in fact. It was a big mix. I f- yeah, German, big mix. German museums tend to be big mixes for obvious reasons. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, but, yeah, so that was summer. And then, obviously, sort of closing out the year, um, I got to do COP26. I didn't do the press conference. That, that shit's boring. Um, I like to see the, the gas guzzling planes, um, which it's a bit of a, bit of a paradox. It's really, is it? it's, so the, the one I like to use, and I've, I've told the chaps on the group chat before, but I'll, I'll briefly mention it again. On the day that I went to Presswick, one of the Japanese Air Force 777s arrived, and that was the support aircraft, the one with the Japanese Prime Minister. Yeah. Mm. Um, landed at Glasgow. So one at Glasgow, one at Presswick. Prime Minister went to go and do his conference. Took him a few hours. They both then departed in the evening back to Tokyo. The the whole thought of having two 777s fly all the way from Tokyo to Glasgow for one conference, for one meeting, and then fly back on top of the proving flight that they did a couple of weeks before where they basically just hop round Edinburgh, Glasgow and Presswick for, I think they do it for like crew familiarity or something like that. It's just possible. Well, they, they did a similar thing in June, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did it with Newquay, with G7. Was it G7? And Gatwick, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you, you thought, well, if, if we're doing two visits to the UK in 12 months, why don't we also do it only one go over to Edinburgh? Yeah, right? Yeah. It is mad. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, like, you know, you had aircraft visit, they'd, they'd land at Glasgow, they'd then be, um, they'd do a ferry flight to Presswick to park up to then fly back to Glasgow to mm. them. The, the whole thing's nuts, basically. But, leaving that aside, um, from a spotter's perspective, it was awesome. I put I put my pictures on UCAR. It was very, very cool. So, I mean, stuff you'd never seen in Did Scotland. you put them back up on UCAR? <laughs> Eh, what? You put them on UCAR, did you then have to put them back up on UCAR? No, I mean, this was before some numpty decided to destroy the forum, so... Uh, <laughs> That's a whole who podcast that. in itself. <laughs> Sam, where's which your apology? Just, which is just 45 minutes of Sam screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me! <laughs> they were screaming, they were crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but no, COP26 Bay called, you know, Bolivian Falcon, um, Ecuadorian Falcon 7X. Um, that sort of stuff was, was very cool. Yeah, the, the, the Ukrainian AN-148, which was the, the star movement for me in terms of very cool rare aircraft. Mm-hmm. There was, the big disappointment was there was meant to be a Kyrgyzstan Tupolev um, going to Presswick, and they swapped it for an Embraer 190. Bastards. Which is, which is frankly, I mean, that's it's just atrocious. Why even bother coming? Just atrocious. But well, no, why, uh, why, why is Kyrgyzstan even at the? I mean, Chad's turned up. What are, what are they bringing to the table? There's a um, <laughs> there's a there's a small sort of summary of 
apologies to sorry any Kyrgyzstanis listening. Sorry to all our <laughs> minus three Kyrgyzstani listeners. Um, there, there's a in this month's Air Forces Monthly. There's um, a sort of a, a photo summary of various highlights, uh, including the you know, Korean South Korean seven four seven or all that kind of mm. stuff. And um, there's a really really small snippet of an interesting comment that just said, actually, notice how. World leaders are more and more preferring the smaller, more executive business jets compared to the massive Chonkalonka yeah. 747s, 777s, whatever. I'm sure that stuff coming from miles away will still use them. But yeah, you had, was it, did you say Bolivian or uh, uh, Falcon? Was it Bolivian? Bolivian Falcon 100, yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. But obviously, they, they've basically made the point that world leaders are beginning to prefer that compared to. Uh, um, Larger machines. Well, yeah. one thing that I noticed is there was a lot more delegates that were there than what I... Because the photos I put up is purely of the military stuff and purely of the government stuff. A lot of them were just using chartered private jets. So the Kyrgyzstan Embraer 190 was a chartered aircraft. Mm. A lot of them were going, going down that route of, you know, um, not using their own stuff and yeah, probably... It's got to be seen to be making a difference, and then yeah. the friggin' Americans turn up with eight C seventeens, Air Force One, a C thirty two, an E four B at Milden, blah 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 blah, and they didn't even they didn't even bloody use Marine One bastards. Was it only eight well, that C seventeens this time? Your yeah, pardon? Was it only eight seven eight C seventeens this time? It's just it's previously <laughs> twenty something yeah, wasn't to it? Cornwall. We took twenty six. Yeah, um, it, it was. A, I mean, Christ, there were like two at Edinburgh, three at Pre- um, three at Lucas, two at Glasgow, two at. Pre- it, was the, uh, it was the. It was the weekend C seventeen fleet. <laughs> yeah. The B team. Um, the B team. Yeah. Eleven. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Marine One, that was probably one of my highlights of the year. Was getting to see Marine One um, at Heathrow of all places, um, and actually, that was. One of the two times that I saw Tom, in fact, both times, was um, chasing Air Force One, funnily enough. Was it? Oh, yeah, because Milton Hall and Heathrow. Yeah, 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 yeah um, that, that was good. But yeah, that, was, that, that day at Heathrow was, was cracking, actually. Um, going to Myrtle Avenue for the first time. It's great, though. And then catching it coming in. I mean, the great crowds as well. And catching it going yeah, that, again in the evening that, light from the from that the, was the really hill. nice in in that there was enough people there for there to be a bit of a buzz yeah there was without being too many for it to be like you had to swim through people and um, everyone there was just really chatty really enjoying it maybe it was just a like a relief after lockdown but that was yeah, yeah. that was one of one of my best ever days mm-hmm. spotting and it was a bun- it was basically a bag of dirty fucking civvies I dare you. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and, and, and I enjoy it. a VC-25 Indeed. and a C-32 and a couple of c Oh, yeah, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. Those are the things. But I could have turned up at 4 o'clock and got yeah. all of those. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was a good day. Uh, sentiments, I think. No, it, was you, it was you, me, and Nick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quality. That was a good day spotting. Yeah. yeah good fun. I, yeah. I, I, I'm amazed, Sam. I'm sorry, I'm just going to interject a second. I am amazed you went with... Going to Myrtle Avenue at Heathrow over the several other things that you did this year. 
Like, like aviation. As, I'm not. I am not listening. Don't make me use my <laughs> ringtone again, Sam. I warn you. I will use it again. <laughs> You've opened um, Pandora's well, box here. Well, I mean, primarily because I already went over those in the last episode. Um, so I don't listen to it. Myself. I mean, they obviously some of them ranked among my highlights. Actually, since the last episode, I suppose I've been. I went to Portugal. I did. Um, I spent a few days with. Um, uh, the Portuguese Air Force 802 Squadron, who are the last military operators, like properly, of the chipmunk, and the BBMF don't count because all they're doing is is tail yeah, yeah. conversions for already operational pilots. Um, the Portuguese Air Force are using it for actual training, mm. elementary training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Should hopefully be an article. Don't fix it. Well, well, that is quite literally almost word for word what the uh, what the squadron commander <laughs> said. Um, without wanting to prejudice sales of combat aircraft journal too much, there should be an article. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they uh, um, he he was like, no, the chipmunk is pretty much perfect for what we do. We really don't see a need to replace it. I mean, maybe maybe ten years time, but um, he was like, basically, as far as we're concerned, if they can learn to fly the chipmunk, they can they'll be able to fly anything else. So. It was, it, was, it was very very cool to hear um yeah really good visit really really good great bunch of people very cool and they also uh do glider towing with the chipmunk there uh and that was pretty cool to see nice so yeah that would be my other highlight i suppose someone someone drop a note to affinity or ascent or whoever <laughs> get some chipmunks i mean there's there's more more chipmunks flying in private hands than they have at any other aircraft so <laughs> Yeah, just round them all up. Yeah, urgent requisition is sending to Cranwell. Um, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of affinity and ascent, the RAF is getting a bunch of uh, a bunch of new Texans as well. Something like eight now. Oh really? Texans. Oh, did they finally realise that fu- like yeah yeah five but wasn't not, enough? Not procuring enough. <laughs> yeah. And and how many how many extra Jupiter? Uh, no Junos, like six more Junos, a couple of Jupiters. Someone's yeah, I didn't know that. Someone's going to come and tell me that it's like two Juno, Junos and one Texan now, but I'm pretty sure that there's been very quiet incremental orders of Texans, Junos, Grobs, um, yeah, and Jupiters. And you you, we are going to see the same for F-35s in, what, five, ten years, once they realise that, again, ten isn't enough to equip two air arms, you know. Or, 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 not, so, or nine if it drops into the Mediterranean. So yeah, so tw- twenty four have now been delivered. Obviously, we're down to twenty three because because that one yeah. hit the hit the med, um, which would be interesting to see what they do with that. We're on twenty four now. So we're, we're exactly, yeah. we're exact, yeah. They were, so we're exactly at the halfway mark of the UK's order book already, and it's like, Jesus and isn't Christ. it also less less than the halfway mark of the capacity of one carrier? Yeah. Yes. Or something like that. No, twenty four is is max surge capacity of one carrier. So we could now. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Which is why that's where the forty eight number came from. Sorry, can't just be going on. That's where the forty eight came from. They just pulled a figure out their ass and they were like, okay, well, how many of the maximum that two carriers could hold? And it's forty eight, twenty four each. Which is <laughs> yeah, like, I think unlucky it's RAF. a surge. I, I think it's like sixteen is the normal operational maximum something like that but 24 right. is like oh that's you know, not many is it it's just dumb. Auckland's scenario well imagine 24 plus a, a bunch of, of yeah but it's it's a bunch of junglies bunch of asacs bunch True. of wildcats bunch of whatever else but yeah you're right but 48 is the it, it's just two carriers two full carriers that's where they got that number from all that got parking space free now yeah 
Apparently, Australia is Australian is now the largest uh, non-American F thirty-five order book. Really? Yeah, I think so. Seventy something, if I remember correctly. Really? I would have thought yeah. it'd be like Israel or something. I thought they embargoed the Israel ones. I thought the Israels were no go. Turkish no, we're thinking of Turkish. Oh shit! Very different country in yeah, so sorry. many ways. Yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> Ian, you can edit that out. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. We're keeping that in. <laughs> I just, yeah. do you know what? It, it, uh, I'm not saying this just to moan. I, I don't keep tabs on the F35. It does not interest me in the slightest. It does absolutely the square root of diddly squat for me. I have a base interest in it from the point of view that it's, you know, up it's, the country it's still flies quite it. New. I think that's what it is for me. I mean, I, I can't get excited about it. No, I, I see, I, even then, the newness. I don't get voice. excited about new. It's because it's going to be around for donkey's years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all the. Yeah. True Av Geeking is, is following anything and everything that's about to be retired. Doesn't matter what the fuck it is. If they were retiring the F-35s tomorrow, I'd go straight to my Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that's that's what the hobby is, isn't it? Is, is I'm me, gutted is I never sure got you... photos of the Gabriels before they went, you know? Yeah. Oh. For example. Oh, but then that's... I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff. Um But it was all, all the people that turned up on day one to see the was it four hundred and ninety-fifth? Yeah, at Lake and Heath yeah. arrive. Yeah, recently. Yeah, they're here for the next sixty years, you know. <laughs> and it was a rubbish, grey, gloomy, miserable day. Was it? Why? There's, there's a determination to be first. I, I, I also think that there was there was also that rumor that well, you say that this the week before Christmas. Obviously, they arrived. Was it like the on a particular weekday? They had a day's rest. The very next day, they were hitting it. They were they were. Full afterburner, jinking top sides, left, right, and centre, like mm. it were, as if they'd been there for a very long. It wasn't like very mm. tame, you know. Take is it not just all the same ooh, pilots as before ooh. anyway? Genuine question. I don't know because it, well, there's still far, there must be some handover between the the four nine third and the four nine, yeah, the F fifteen C community that are there. But then I mean, they've I... also got to they've also got to leave and go and do all their qualification training in the mm-hmm. US, which isn't going to. I mean, it's going to take. Probably best part of what nine months, maybe I don't know. Pulling a mm. figure out of my ass there, but mm. it's going to take a particular period of time. Yeah, day two they were doing very, very standard stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, comp- like the, on the same league as is the stuff that's been there for ages. So that was quite cool. But yeah, but, I, but there rumours that that by that, that same token, because those the, those are things they're going to be doing for the next. Oh yeah, no, days, yeah, hundred percent. So. I'm not sure. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Christ, you. You um you mentioning the, the the Gabriel being retired. We should do like an obituaries of twenty twenty one for aircraft that oh, have been geez, retired. Because there's a hell of a lot that have been retired this Norwegian year. Norwegian F-16s are then literally their last days of life. Yeah, German Transals. German Transals, they're, they're off. Belgian uh, Hercules. Belgian Hercules. Just, just retired, yeah. A, st- a staple part of many a British airship. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, they are Belgian Belgian and H nineties. I mean, Japanese Phantoms. They went yeah, in Phantoms. March, um, yeah. which were obviously not regulars here, but you know, for for many many people going to spotting Still, at High Ferry was iconic in their own yeah, way, aren't they? Just very much so. Um, Dutch, the green Dutch Chinooks have been retired last week. Yeah, yeah, all gone. The Deltas, uh, all sorts of stuff. I'm sure Ger- the German Ar- Army Air Corps, Army Air Corps 212, speaking of Hueys, the Army Air Corps Bell 212s will be gone by 
Yeah. Ooh, might have to go to Middle Wallop if that's the case then. See if I can. Yeah, uh, I definitely need to get that's a short, that or short one of the low level areas, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's a short target for 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I need to do that. What a lovely somber note to end Everything. both yeah, the, so, sorry, the episode guys, and just, the year on. I absolutely. <laughs> well, the only way is up for 2022. Looking, looking forward to 2022. We, we said that last year. Think, <laughs> think, don't think say about it, the Tom. retirements. Don't say go it. And hit, go, in, go and hit, hit stuff. Yes. It's gone, it's gone. Yeah, yes. go to Lake and Heath. Go get season Ds of F15s. Mm. I could well, I, I do that, without wanting to do a Sam. Um, I was actually no. quite pleased to see the the, uh, the Lake and Heath F15Cs at Tanagra because they did some. They didn't do a display. They did a couple of fly pass, but well, they did a fly pass and then they did like three or four missed approaches, full afterburner, proper noise. Um, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this was late in the afternoon as well. So beautiful gold. Why can't they ever do that at UK shows? Yeah, I I wondered that. I wondered how that. I mean, maybe they would have done at React this year. Maybe yeah, they probably they probably would have done something actually. But um, that's the yeah. that's the frustrating thing, right? Like it's like French Mirage two thousands. I think they're gone at the end of July. So will there be that sort yeah. of gap for the 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 two thousand? You know the the blue and grey ones. The mm-hmm. oh. you know, dash fives, whatever they are. Um, you know, all the the two years of misreacts have been so much stuff that I'm quite yeah. sure Air Forces probably would have made an effort to, yeah. to push. But yeah. sorry, conscious we're over. A- AMX Italian AMXs are gone next year. Yes. Wow. It might be next year. They might be 2023, but I think next year they're gone. And yeah. And yet the Portuguese chipmunks soldiers on. Portuguese chipmunks are around gonna, for at least gonna, another five years. There's there's, there's going to be some weird sort of like race between the B-52s and the Portuguese chimps <laughs> as to who can stay in service for the longest. Well, here's, so here's the thing. So the, 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 the type itself is now 75 years old this year. Um, and it's, this year was also the 70th anniversary of service with Portugal. Um, and they had a ceremony for it when it was painted in blue and uh, blue scheme. And it was all very nice. And you, you guys have seen all the pictures. Are they the last operational operators of any de Havilland product like proper true blood de Havilland and I don't mean like uh you know BAE 146 and or or, or or you know the Hawker Sidley 800s or whatever they are and all that sort mm. of thing um I mean proper true blood as they were came out of the factory de Havilland products are you, are you excluding de Havilland Canada from that well no because I suppose not because chipmunks are de Havilland Canada uh, this is Twin Otters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Answered that question. Uh, there's probably not a lot, though. No. Well, I suppose if you're getting technical, then no, no. I was going to say the 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 um the the um dash thing is, eight. It's, it's that's that's such a that's such a niche because it's just a Havilland. Whereas if you if you say is anyone still operating a 75-year-old design? You could then say, well, you know, Columbia have got Basler, Dakotas, and they... Well, so that's... Yeah, sure. I mean... Okay, so, mm. it's, so that might be a, a slightly wider net. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can't, that, can't, can't think of anything. But I was I was thinking specifically, yeah, to have... I mean, tw- Twin Otters, you're right, and I suppose the earlier Dash 8s as well, if the, the DHC 8s. Um, yeah. Fucking... But, but, but whether, 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 whether they, the ones still being flown are... 
by that point Bombardier or whatever. Um, I'd absolutely love it if there was a really tiny sort of Banana Republic nation that was still smashing venoms and vampires or something. <laughs> that would be so cool. Twin or, booms for t- life. You know? s- someone somewhere still, without anyone realising, using tiger moths for basic training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, thought that, that was an interesting question that occurred to me while I was doing it. Yeah. Um, but they are, they're very old. They're old planes. Indeed. You can read all about them in Combat Aircraft Journal, probably in the next couple of editions. One of one of the next couple of editions. Um, I think that's probably us for the year. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's been shit. Best of luck. Good spotting in 2022. Yes. Strap your bollocks on and go out. Take yeah. your annual leave. And go spotting, and there's yes. never a bad Use day in advance. See the planes. Well, that's not true, but I, w- I will say this, and I. Certainly, certainly, sorry, um, live by this kind of thought process this year is if there's something to go and see, as Tom just said, just go and see it. If if you can get the opportunity, just go and see it because you never know when it, mm-hmm. you know, when you might miss the opportunity and you're never going to see it again. Um, and if yeah, there's no air, if Christ, let's hope to God we have a full season of, let's, you know, Rhea, Yeovilton, Cosford, blah, blah, blah. I hate to say it's at this point now in, in the end of the year. It's not looking great. <laughs> it's it's still looking like it might not be a certainty. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, yeah, take every... When I say there's no bad day spotting, what I mean is there's no day spotting that is so bad as missing something awesome and being yes. stuck at home and yeah. deciding yeah, not no, to definitely. go. Um, anyway, we will have air shows next year there will be planes we will see cool stuff and we will be back for another episode of the UK Air Show Review podcast at some point Um, if you've enjoyed the episode or any episodes (laughs) this year tell your friends, tell your family tell anyone you know who you reckon is going to enjoy really really bad chat about planes Um, we're always on social media at UK Air Show Review Facebook, Twitter, Instagram We've got our website, airshows.co.uk, where you can read all our reviews of uh, airshows, features about squadrons and other stuff. And uh, you can also join in the still existing forums, forums.airshows.co.uk. Um, you won't find much from the last year there, but there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's enough to get you going. So thank you very much. And see you in the next episode. Goodbye.